Hello and welcome to the Man Up University podcast. Today we're going to be continuing on the series of the commands of Christ. Today's verse is Matthew 16, 6, in which Jesus states, Be careful. Jesus said to them, Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Matthew 16, 11 through 12. How is it you don't understand that I was not talking to you about bread? But be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then they understood that he was not telling them to guard against the yeast used in bread, but against the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Jesus likens these false teachings or these wrong ideas to yeast. What does that mean? Can one small wrong idea get you into trouble? How? We think back to fallacies that maybe we've heard in our lives as we were growing, maybe as teenagers, maybe as young adults, where we heard something from somebody and we believe that to be the truth. And yet, when we put that into action or when we actually followed through with utilizing that information to make a decision, we ended up getting it incorrectly. We ended up doing something incorrectly based off the information from a trustworthy source that we thought we could trust, but which led us into problems. Now that can happen in any aspect. and I was having trouble with this command a little bit because I was confusing it with false prophets. I was automatically lumping it in where it said, beware of the, sh- the, the wolf wearing sheep's clothing. And I just automatically assumed that it was combined, that they were together. But then I looked in 2 Peter 2, 1 through 3, and it says, But false prophets also rose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. So there are false prophets that I believe are, are directly, directly involved with the enemy's plan to destroy us, let's say spiritually and they're also false teachers and the thing about false teachers is that they could be false prophets that could be part of it but I believe there are also people who could be deceived by the enemy by not actually seeking what the word of God says by not actually seeking the truth to find out understanding to receive understanding 
And it's so important because there's so much hearsay around a lot of things nowadays that, you know, we have this strange affinity that if we read something, maybe it's on the internet, maybe it's something like that, that we just automatically trust the source. It's it's very odd. It's like, okay, yeah, um, aliens exist. Martians just came down from, you know, I mean, it, it gets to a point where almost unless it's like extremely out of the ordinary, we're willing to almost accept anything else. You know, as long as it's not in the National Enquirer or whatever other tabloid magazine, but even then we start to doubt and think, wow, is that possible? And that makes it really dangerous in, in today's society because there's so much access to information. There's so quickly we can pick up a phone or, or, or a tablet or hop on the computer and and access information that may not be directly from a good source or be a trustworthy source. And because of that, I look at these verses and and it reminds me that, that our attitude towards everything, we have to take everything captive, take every thought captive, and make sure we filter everything that comes through, through the word of truth, through the Bible, which is the word of God. And. I can understand how sometimes there's false teaching because there's not a, a firm understanding of what the truth is. An understanding of the doctrine of the character of God, of what the whole encompassing Bible, what it means and what it's all about. I mean, we can identify so many different things. We can identify a way of living our lives. We can identify the, the salvation that we can uh, receive for, through grace. Uh, we can identify God's character and how he deals with us and how he thinks and and what he what he wants for our lives our purpose So there's so many things there that can be discovered that is the truth And it's up to us whether or not we can discern that And then we got Romans sixteen seventeen that says I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. It's very easy to have conflict and division. Not saying that necessarily that conflict or division is bad, but it is if it's in dealing with somebody who's on their journey or just got started on their path towards intimacy with God or knowing him more maybe a, a baby Christian or a newborn Christian um, those types of things having this false teaching come in and be ingrained in their minds could inherently cause them a lot of damage and that's why it's so important for us to continue to utilize the word to filter everything Everything, and, and I mean everything, everything including what I say, what, what your pastor says, what anybody else around you might say with regards to the Bible or sound living or etc. We have to be discerning. We have to be discerning with everything that goes into our hearts and our minds. Because that can lead us to destruction if we allow that yeast to penetrate in and we know how yeast works you put the yeast in the bread and it builds it up and it grows but the thing is it's like it spreads it expands it's like a gossip it's like a lie you know it, it just burns through and goes through faster than anything that's why we need to seek the truth but we can't seek the truth unless 
We're actively trying to read his word, to understand all the things that he's trying to say to us, the, the context, the, the, the time frame, the people he's talking to, the words he uses, the tenses he uses, the, just the whole communication all the way across. It's, it's really quite amazing. I don't know if it happens with you guys, but I've gone through the Bible multiple times over, and it seems like every single time I go through it, there's always something different in verses that I said, I know I read this, but I never saw this when I read it. And it's just ever-expanding. It's like there's, there, you can never truly have a firm understanding completely of it because you're always unpacking things. You're always unpacking truth that is listed inside there. It's always applicable to what, can be going on in our lives. It's always applicable to a circumstance or a choice or a decision that we are faced with to make. And if you can imagine, if you try to make a decision based off of false information or information that was misleading, ultimately, you would probably end up making a bad decision based off of that falseness, based off of that, that uh, bad information. And everybody uses information for criteria. If you wanted to get some money from the bank, they would use a credit check. If you wanted to um, get money from somebody else, they would need to have some data about you. If you wanted to open up accounts, all those types of things that, that would require access to having more information about you. But what would happen if somebody entered in your social security number and somebody had stolen your identity and started utilizing it and stuff like that? Was that, was that you? No, it wasn't you. It wasn't truth. It wasn't truly you. And then people would utilize that information that of somebody else utilizing your identity to become something or, or get money or credit cards or whatnot. And you would be denied. So you wouldn't have access to those things. So in the same sense, if you, if you had bad information, people can't make good decisions with bad information. You can't make sound judgment with bad doctrine. If you're listening to things that just conflict with anything that the Bible says, then there's a problem. And you have to challenge it. Even if it comes out of the word of, words of the mouth of a pastor, it doesn't matter. What matters more is that the, the number one priority is the word of God. That is God breathed, God inspired, it is 100% true. It is all that. It is all that. And once you have that understanding and utilize that as your filter, you're going to start seeing things in a different way, in a way that can open your mind and expand what it is your perspective is. Because as you read the Word of God, He's going to pour into you. He's going to place these thoughts of these little pearls of wisdom inside your heart that once you read over a verse, He's going to highlight a word or highlight a phrase. And he's going to place it on your heart. And you're just going to st stare at it and meditate on it and just look at it. And it's just going to look like it's, it's beating, like it has a life of its own. Because it's growing and right there you're just looking at it. And, and before you know it, there's this profound wisdom that you receive from it. And that's the wisdom that comes from God, from reading the Word of God. It's almost an experience in the sense of reading that because you get to experience God's love while you're reading it. So we have to have a firm understanding of our faith.
a firm understanding of God's character, a firm understanding of what the identity that we have in Christ, to be able to not be so soft or open-minded or open-hearted to be misled in a direction towards a false teacher. And I say that because I want to pull up once more time this verse here that also says, here it is, uh, But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction, and many will follow with their sensuality, and because of them the way of truth will be blasphemed, and in their greed they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. There's so much that can be said from just these three verses right here. It, it, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, false doctrines, false teachings, and they will bring themselves to destruction, even denying the master who bought them, implying that they were bought by, by Jesus' death on the cross. And many will follow their sensuality, their desires, their things that they sound like it's great. Just like Eve in the garden. She desired the fruit because it was desirable. Desirable. And many will follow their sensuality. And because of them, meaning the false teachers, the way of truth will be blasphemed. And what will drive them? It says, and in their greed, they will exploit you with false words that's us they will exploit us through their greed and their false words and they will say things and there's another one right here from 2 Timothy 4.3 for the time is coming when people will not endure the sound teaching but having itching ears they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions wow Wow. I listen to these verses and I'm just reminded of how, how we cater to different political agendas. We cater to political correctness instead of the truth. Instead of the truth of what the Word says. Oh, well, the Bible was, you know, 2,000 years ago. It didn't really matter. No, it's absolutely as applicable today as it was back then. But that's amazing because this has been in my heart for so many months now. That people will not endure sound teaching because they'll have itching ears. Meaning they'll want to go out and hear what they want to hear, whatever makes them feel best to make them feel okay. And they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. Accumulate, as in more than one, to go and search and find more of this heresy and false teaching. That is, that is mind-blowing. That is mind-blowing because it shows that individuals will seek out things that will suit their own passions and inform their own doctrine. And that's just wrong. That's just not true. And that, as we read up there, will secretly bring in destructive heresies and bring themselves to swift destruction.
not only that, but many will follow and the truth will be blasphemed. Guys, I, I can't impart or, or encourage you enough to actively seek the truth through the word of God. I can't resonate that enough. I can't say it enough times about how important it is to understand the truth through the word of God. I can't I can't re-say that, replay that. I can't say it enough. Because the world out there every single opportunity it has gives us information that is negative or wrong or false or distracting and all it does is bring about pain and hurt and anger and negativity and brings us down and distorts what the truth is so that way we can be chained up by what the enemy wants us to do what he doesn't want is he doesn't want us focusing on the word he doesn't want us focusing on god he doesn't want us applying what we learn he wants us to be chained up in anger chained up in emotion he wants us to focus solely on ourselves so that way we can spend all our time either thinking either searching after things that are only for ourselves, or responding to emotions that we feel for ourselves. Or seeking or pursuing pleasures and passions that are just there that we will never be gratified with because no matter how many things that we end up finding no matter which type of vices or things that we think we have no matter money or job career or, or people none of that none of that will end up fulfilling us in the end we can be the richest man on the earth and be the saddest that's so unfortunate because there has to be truth. There has to be truth applied. And the truth of the matter is we're all designed and created with a unique purpose and a plan. And we were designed with that missing piece inside of ourselves, inside our soul that only God can fill. And that is the truth. And because of that, because God knew that we could not have the same relationship with him as he intended when he created Adam and Eve in the garden because of the fall of man he sent his son Jesus Christ to get up there live a perfect life and die on the cross for your and my sins to be the offering the sacrifice to stand in for my sin debt and your sin debt to be able to have the opportunity to have the intimacy with God that we didn't that we lost from the fall of man and that is the truth and the Bible is God breathed and God inspired and has all of the details with regards to that and information on how we should live our lives and have an understanding of our creator and when we really look at it we can see that it's not just a regular book but it's actually a love letter a love letter from God to us describing the ways that we can feel fulfilled in him 
He gives us stories. He gives us moments. He gives us blessings. He shows us miracles. He shows us and he reveals himself to us through these verses and through these passages and through the enduring a consistent time that we spend in that word. And when we do that, when we spend that time in that word, dedicated to learning and seeking more, we know that we have that hunger building up inside of us, that we want to know more. We are anxious to, to learn more. We're earnestly seeking truth. And in that, he reveals himself more and more and more. And as he reveals himself more, I heard it said so eloquently yesterday. It's like God is this this father, this big father up above us. And we're just these little children. And as we call out to him, daddy, daddy, he starts to bend over. And as he bends over to try and scoop us up into his arms, the closer he gets, the closer he reveals himself to us. Because we are calling to him, daddy, daddy, daddy. And as we're looking up to him and grabbing and, and driving closer to him, we can see him and we can experience his love. I mentioned the other day how it was what was going on in Elijah's life that he was told that the Lord was going to pass by him. So there was the storm, the big hurricane, and it said that God wasn't in this big hurricane. Elijah was in the cave. And then there was a fire, and then it said the Lord was not in this huge this huge fire. And then there was an earthquake, and it said the Lord was not in the earthquake. And then finally at the end, there was a still, small voice. And that's when Elijah said, God, is that you? And the thing about a still, small voice is that I mentioned this the last time, is that in order to hear a still, small voice, you can't be far away. You can't hear a whisper from across the room or across the street. The only way that you can hear a still small voice is in close proximity to them. That's the only way. So if you think about it, the reason why he speaks that way is because he wants you as close to him as possible. And that can only be done through the truth and reading the word and spending that time in prayer. So I'd like to close us out in prayer today. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, thank you for your time. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for revealing to us the hidden mysteries that are within the Bible and the seeds that you've planted in our hearts to pursue you to hunger for your word, to hunger for your will, to hunger for your knowledge. Thank you for placing that upon our hearts. Thank you for sending your son to die for us. We appreciate your grace so much. Father, in, in these times, there's just so many false teachings. There's so many false prophets, God. And it seems like Almost everywhere we turn, we can be distracted or deceived or led away or, or be hurt or be in pain and allow that to pull us away from what is the truth. And you say in your gospel that your son Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And we believe that wholeheartedly, Lord. We 
ask for wisdom, Father, wisdom for understanding, for discernment to see when there's these false prophets or false teachings that are heading away from the true doctrine, the true gospel. Engrave it in our hearts, engrave it in our minds, allow us to see what the truth is, allow us to seek the truth. When something isn't right, Father, resonate that in our hearts, the, the sentiment between our spirit, that is the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, that we can identify there's something off with what this person is saying. Let us utilize sound judgment, let us utilize discernment that you give to us to actively seek if a statement is made that just doesn't sit right with us, that we actively pursue what the truth is through your word. Father, guard our hearts and guard our minds and prepare us for any of those things that are gonna come to us at any moment. Convict us when that opportunity is there in front of us where we can easily be swayed by something that's sensual, that's something that sounds sexy and desirable. May we not be swept away. May we have firm truth and firm foundation on your word to guide us and be a lamp to our feet every single day. Father, I pray for all those who are out there listening right now. I want to encourage each of them to meet them where their needs are, Father God, to convict them of the, the insistence and intentionality that is required to continue to read your word, to have that foundation of truth, to be able to have the discernment and wisdom that you are willing to provide. I ask that for all of them and for myself, Father God. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for coming out and listening to uh, our podcast once again. If you have any questions or uh, need to get in touch with us with regards to the men's ministry, you can reach us at manupuniversity.org. You can find us on Facebook uh, at the man up university or on instagram at man underscore up underscore university or on twitter at you man up you so we appreciate the time you came out uh, please like subscribe and comment if you can and uh remember beware of false teaching you guys have a blessed day <laughs>